Hey guys, this is a podcast I did with Everett DeLorme of Volleyball Source. It's a bit focused on Canadian volleyball content, but we go over a lot of topics from all the big pro leagues to a bit of uh, U Sports Canadian volleyball at the end. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and maybe even learn a thing or two about Canadian volleyball. Welcome, everyone, to the Volleyball Source Podcast. This is Everett DeLorme. We are at the wonderful house of Dan Manili from mm-hmm. 5-1-VB. Dan, thanks for, thanks for having me. No problem. You know, a little easier for me? Just do it, do it from home. We made a nice little fire for you guys. We got a little fire here. We're all, we're all set up we're nicely. All cozy, uh, it's getting cold out outside. Unfortunately, unfortunately. It's like hovering around zero slash we're, we're getting into the minuses. Yeah. yeah. Um, Canadian winter. Not, not, not something to look forward to. No, not at all. And except for I was talking to Ben Saxon yesterday on the phone, and he's in Vancouver, and he was telling me that oh yeah, it's beach, like, beach volleyball player for those of you. Who for yeah, I guess the, the the indoor people who who don't know Ben Saxon, beach volleyball player for Canada, went mm-hmm. to the Olympics in 2016. Um, yeah, it's, it was like 15, 16 degrees yesterday in in Vancouver. I saw my friend Chrissy Benz posting with her ki- her you know young kids are wearing like skirts and shorts outside and. No, I, like not over here. Not not on the east coast. It's time to it's time to get the uh, the ski jacket out. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean we're we're in November. We're at the beginning of November now, so we're in the full throw of professional seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, college seasons. And are... college university is is you know right in the thick of things. U sports is is starting to get a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. It's this year's going to be this year's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, of course, we had the World Cup just uh, about just, a month ago. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, but it really wasn't. Yeah, like <laughs> a, a month, a month less, ago. Less than a month. Yeah, less than a month ago, we were kind of in the middle of it, and you know that was an, a definitely an interesting little uh, tournament event to watch, especially because sure. it didn't mean anything. Like it wasn't even for points. Yeah, it was interesting to see how each team decided to approach approach yeah. it, and uh, which players played. Like you saw everything from Brazil running their full A team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Canada, Argentina with kind of some, <laughs> some yeah. I don't even call it a B team, some, definitely some C players in there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's almost getting to the point now. I mean, specifically for Canada is that there's a whole, you know, kind of pick, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm losing, I'm not, I, don't have, I don't have that word right yeah. now, but there's no, a whole like field of, of players to pick from, Yeah, you know, that yeah. are kind of in that like second tier. Yeah, like we, for we sure. Have, yeah, there's, a, the, there's definitely, they've got your cream of the crop and then there's a ton of people in the second, in the second uh, bucket. Yeah, I mean, you know, like if we look at Byron Katarakis, who mm-hmm. set the majority of the, of the tournament, you know, beginning of the year, he was like the fifth ranked setter on the Canadian depth chart, mm-hmm. right? You've got obviously TJ... Jay, Brett, uh, Adam, and then yeah, Adam Schreimer was was ahead of him, and he he retired from volleyball. So mm-hmm. you had Katarakis step in, uh, and then we see Epp get sent over a- afterwards as well too, mm-hmm. when Blair uh, or Brett was injured. So you know we had setters five and six on the roster holding it down, and it still it still went it still went pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, lots of volleyball going on right now. Probably the number one league in the world. Probably the most star players. The Italian uh, Italian Super League. Dude, 
Did you, you watch the cup this past I, weekend? I watched the cup between uh, Modena and, Modena and uh, Perugia. Yeah. Man, you could watch those two teams or any of those top four teams face off a thousand times and it would never it would never not be entertaining yeah i mean that that mixture of the americans with zaitsev oh, is so really much, good so much fun to watch that that was their game to lose for sure mm-hmm. the uh, italian super cup for those of you who don't know is kind of uh most most leagues have it it's like at the beginning of the season it's not as important as the mid-season italian cup it's yeah kind of, kind of confusing because it's called the super cup you know mm-hmm. you would think the super cup is more important than the than cup, the cup. But apparently not. Apparently not. So it's kind of like maybe the third most important or fourth most important, if you count Champions League for these guys. But still, like, just watching these guys play is amazing. And and Matt Anderson, new addition on Modena. What what do you think of him so far? It's interesting to watch him on the left side. Yeah. It it really is. Um, But I I still think, you know, he's he's doing a pretty good job over there. I mean, he's not foreign to the left side. He's played it before. But... uh, it just really spreads that offense for oh, Christensen because no. you got Zaitsev on the right and you've got Anderson on the left and or down the pipe. But then again, when you've got Perugia on the other side with uh, Antanasievich and Leon, Leon is just incredible. And then, of course, you've got two of the best setters in the world running those offenses mm-hmm. with check on one side and Christensen on the other. So it's... I don't know who to call for Champions League or for the Italian League or something like that. Uh, Especially because we saw Perugia like fall. Who, who did they lose? Milano? Uh, yeah, yeah, they lost, lost Milano, Milano already. You know, cause, so we've seen that side of Perugia a couple times over the last few years where you know, if, if Leon and Atanasiewicz don't have it going, that's their entire offense. Mm-hmm. So, and totally fair because those guys hit 55 to 60% almost every game, but... Yeah, you know when those guys when they're not having it going, who are you going to rely on? Lanza, uh, Felipe Lanza, <laughs> definitely not. Um, so, you know, relying on those two players, it's it's great most of the time. But and I think that's why they picked up Ole Plotnitsky uh, is to have maybe that that option, uh, in, especially in Champions League. Yeah. Well, last year they had Hogue in, yeah. in in that that. But as much as I love Hogue, I think Plotnitsky right now. Yeah, is a, is a step above for sure. Oh, Hogue had a pretty good uh, match recently he for did, Russovia. He did. Mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of uh, Canadians and Americans playing uh, in the Superliga in Italy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley Barnes is killing it with Padova right now. They're kind of uh, in the playoff mix right now, and they have an interesting situation because they have Luigi Randazzo, who mm-hmm. great Italian outside hitter, injured for most of last year. They have Riley Barnes, Canadian, uh, Canadian as we mm-hmm. all know. And Yuki Ishikawa, kind of uh, probably one of the most popular players in the entire sport, I would say. I mean, you, you definitely, he's definitely one of your guys. You oh, I love Yuki. I think he's really good. But Riley Barnes starting over him in uh, Padova this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, I think Ishikawa is just like, Ishikawa works really, really good in that Japanese system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Where you're playing it fast. You, everyone's got the ball control, so you have that ability uh, and then, why why am I blanking on the right the the young right? Yuji side? Nishida. Nishida, yeah. yeah. Like Nishida, I watch I watching the first game of the World Cup this this year when they were playing Italy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, who is this kid? And yeah. you know, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of sleep on Japan once in a while just because yeah. they haven't really been relevant recently. But and they always kind of look like they're a little maybe taking the next step. But they yeah, the current crop of young guys is like it's definitely something else. Yeah. So I just think that. You know, I, I think, in especially in Italy, you're probably... It's much more of a highball league 
than when you're playing with with Japan and Japan like they're in system of law. Oh yeah, they're in system of law, so it mm-hmm. allows them to really spread spread out that offense. Especially Ishikawa loves going sharp, like cross, sharp mm-hmm. cross. So when you bring in that middle block and give him that extra bit of time, it, yeah. it really dampens his offensive game. And like you know, speaking of Barnes, you know Barnes got got injured. Was it at the Wasley a couple summer? Not last summer. This past summer. This the summer, summer before. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, was or there. Sorry, the the, the Wagner, Wagner Memorial. Yeah. 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 That's a, maybe they'll have a Wasley uh, Memorial at some point. <laughs> he's mean, pretty. He, pretty. He's he, a legend. He is a legend. Um, but uh, you know he hasn't played. He he got signed late for Padova last year, yeah. and then we didn't see him at all during Nations. Yeah, it came in as like the injury that. kind of replacement for Randazzo. Yeah. yeah, and then I thought his first match of um, of the World Cup against Russia was was phenomenal. Yeah, he's like he had six points in the first set, and he was just you know real good and he's real solid in service Eve too so mm-hmm. you know it's real great to see that Barnes hasn't really missed a step and I well, he missed a step for a while but now he's back you know yeah. continuing that upward trajectory because he was you know a couple years ago or three or maybe three or four years ago when he was graduating you know he's kind of part of that like the plans for Team Canada like as they're 18 kind of along with Steve and Mark kind of those two guys together is yeah. like that's going to be the the duo and then Mari obviously kept uh, just been unbelievable one of the best outside hitters in the sport and then uh, Barnes, maybe. I mean, he's, he's looked great so far this year, but maybe fallen off, I guess, that trajectory a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think he's really caught up, yeah. caught back up to that, you know? And I, I think it, you you have to expect a kind of, like, acclimation, reacclimation period when you do get injured like that. You know? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Sure. It's, it's not really realistic. Like, like using the NBA, like, look at Gordon Hayward this year compared to last it year. took almost a full year of took, playing. Yeah, yeah, it took almost yeah, a full year sure. of playing before able to, to, to get back into it's that. It's almost mental as much as it is physical. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%, right? Um, because whether you're scared or, you know, you're just, like, a step behind in terms of, like, your processing of the game, it's mm-hmm. it's not always the easiest um, so great for Riley Barnes to, to really pop up, pop out, pop off this year in, mm-hmm. in the Italian league. Not as many Canadians this year in the no. Italian league as, as, Barnes, as we've seen. Is Barnes the only one? Bar- no, we've got Ver- uh, Sean. Oh, of course. Yeah. Sean Vernon Maybe Evans uh, holding it down at R- Ravenna. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's Oh, Ar- it. Arthur Shork. Oh yeah, Arthur Schwartz in in, in yeah, Latina, Schwartz, and yeah. he's been doing. Uh, he got the starting spot right away. You know what? I've been I've kind of been like hounding this a lot, but like he's a dude that this year really stepped up and really impressed. Well, he's yeah, he looked great for Canada this summer. Really, I mean, maybe the second middle position for Canada beside Vagras is kind of up for grabs a bit. I mean, Luke, Van Burkle has like been the guy. What? Yeah, we've seen Dan JVD, we've seen Van Burkle. Van Burkle. Um, everyone wants Dane and Gima to be there, which, yeah. you know, we saw him a little bit this year. We saw him in that one weekend. Just a little tease. A little tease. Little, little tease. Um, but Arthur Schwartz is like, you have to remember that. It's this dude who didn't play club volleyball. That's crazy. Right? Is he just made the Ontario Provincial team because he played a little bit of high school and someone's like, dude, you're you're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I've told this story before, but like the first time I ever saw him whatsoever was I was standing on the subway platform. Pretty sure I was at St. George here in Toronto. And I look over to my right and there's a six foot nine dude standing beside <laughs> me. Kind of, was, yeah, stands out a bit. But he's wearing a full Team Ontario tracksuit and he's got a Team Ontario bag. And I just mm-hmm. straight up just went up to him and I was like, who are you? 
because yeah, you know most of the well, especially back then because I was I was coach, like, coach. actively coaching and yeah. and knew all the players on all of the top clubs in Ontario mm-hmm. and didn't know who this guy was. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, uh, you know, once he said his name, I had had heard of him. Um, he spent one year at York and then went to the full time training center. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the best success stories of the full time training center in re- recently. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I mean been a, been a him, Joey Jarvis is another guy who uh, this year is yeah. playing for for uh, Rottenburg, yeah. which is like, man, that's that's so proud of Joey Jarvis for for going and grabbing a, a contract um, in the first first division Bundesliga. Yeah, first yeah. division Bundesliga, and he's been playing too. Yeah, he's, I mean, Rottenburg has not been uh, great so far. They weren't ex- expected to be a good team, but, but he's you know he's you're gonna improve so fast playing against competition like that. But yeah, uh, I think let's talk about Shawan because I think a lot of people want to want to hear about him. A uh, bit of a rough start, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, for Shawan. Uh, you know, he, he's not never been fully consistent guy. We we've seen glimpses of him just like playing like a top opposite in the world, and then followed by stretches of uh, maybe five or six games where, where where he struggles a bit. And yeah, the last I think he's been this, having some trouble adjusting so far. This week against. Ravenna, and I know on our Discord account, a lot of people were like kind of hyping that up because you got Namir on one side, and yeah, Namir versus Shawan. That's on, like a on big the other match. one, and just Shawan didn't didn't no. didn't really show up in this. It was, one. A, it was a one-sided match. For me, though, who's setting for um, um, Ravenna? David Seda, I believe. Okay, yeah, I don't. Who is that? He's uh, he's an Italian setter. You know, one of those guys who who probably wouldn't be. In the league, if it wasn't for uh, the fact that he's Italian, mm-hmm. he's not a bad player by any means, but yeah. he's definitely uh, having some trouble adjusting. And, and you know, the thing with that team, Ravenna, is that they're an extremely young team. Yes, they, they have TJ DeFalco, uh, Shawan, or no, sorry, TJ DeFalco is on Valencia, but yeah. uh, the rest of their team they got Ter, they yeah, got uh, Terhorst, Tice Terhorst, yeah, um, who's by the way having he's carrying Ravenna so far. If they didn't have Tice Terhorst. Daniele yeah. Lavia, yeah, who uh, uh, with the big, you know, he played with the U twenty one Italian team. Summer, I think he was uh, in Nations League a couple times too. Yeah, um, but like just uh, Francesco Ricciini is on the team, right? Uh, I don't see him here. Okay, maybe. Oh yeah, but he he didn't he didn't play. But this, he's, he didn't he's play another this. guy who's like nineteen twenty. Who's uh, yeah. so like half their team is like twenty years old. Yeah, I mean, in, in this last match, Schwan did put up nine points, so it's yeah. it's all right. He got two, um, two, two aces and seven kills. Yeah. But I, I think we really, really saw in the World Cup mm-hmm. how they're like, you know, the, the connection between Shawan and Byron wasn't necessarily there all the time. No. And we've talked about it before about Byron how, people, uh, you know, I mean, he's, uh, Byron does a lot of good things and his setting is mm. definitely one of the, you know, one of the things that he needs to work on. But I, I, I thought serving. he... <laughs> yeah, serving, blocking no offensively, you know. And uh, I thought he got, you know, exponentially better over the course of the World Cup. Yeah. But we saw that when Derek Epp showed up. And once Epp was, was working with Shawan, you know, Epp has the ability to get that ball up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I think, the biggest difference, between, you know, with Shawan is that you need to give him the ball high. Yeah, which mm-hmm. a lot of setters aren't used to, like... Yeah. Even compared to someone like Namir, who hits who hits very high as well, but Namir mm. likes a lot faster. But no one, no one hits at twelve, at, over at, at twelve six, yeah. right? No one hits at that height. And it was like Simon was was the guy who was close to that. But mm. setting a high, like setting that ball in the middle, is when you're just teeing it up. It's way different yeah. if you're setting that shoot set 
as opposed to having a bigger margin as opposed to having jack jacking it up yeah it's a tough it's a tough set so i think i mean i fully you know he's had a rough start but i fully believe that by the end of the season he's going to be you know in that top five top seven leading scorers in the league yeah i i i really i really hope so and and that's one of the things is that i've been and I think we were we were talking. I was talking about this a little bit uh, on the Discord account during the World Cup, and people mm-hmm. would be like, "Ah, oh, you know, Sean Shawan's not playing the greatest, but Shawan is a volleyball player." And that's one of the things that people kind of like when he's not doing great things offensively and like leading the game offensively. He does the other things. Yeah. He plays defense. Mm-hmm. He serves tough. He sets up a really really underrated good block. blocker. Underrated he, blocker. He sets out of system, right? Like, and that's. You know, well, he played outside. He was an outside hitter when he was younger, right? Yeah, yeah. When in in club, he was playing on the left side. Yeah, right. Which I, you know, there's a lot of people like, ah, oh, no, he no, like get him out on the left side, even if that's not his future position. Like, let's get those reps for him out out there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so it's you know, I, I think for Canadian fans, we're so used to having that dominant right side, whether you know it's like Gavin Schmidt or if you're really old, Paul Durden. Yeah. Um. But like Shawan is a different beast. He's he's he is a full volleyball player, and yeah. I think that's sometimes sometimes you know people kind of get lost in that and doesn't don't don't see all of the other good things that 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 he's doing out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be kind of it, it's going to be interesting to see how he does with this this young team. But it's also really the first time that he's been given the opportunity to be a starter and to be the guy. Yeah, because the last two seasons in uh, in Warsaw, he was he was mostly a bench guy. Yeah, I mean. Last year, there was a point in Warsaw where he wasn't even tr- like he wasn't yeah. even on the top like training team. Like he was in civilian clothes, sitting on the games. sidelines, you know, hanging but out then, with the fans. Yeah, because they had uh, they they got Bartosz Kurek, obviously, and then who was the uh, Rafael Arujo? Yeah, Arujo, and uh, you know Arujo left because he's like, well, I don't want to. I'm not playing. I'm not behind Kurek. I'm I'm a star. Yeah, and then Kurek <laughs> got injured. And yeah. Shawan went off for like 22 points in his first game back. Yeah, he was huge. Right? And they even went out and got, uh, I'm blanking on his name, lefty Polish guy. Um, uh, used to play at... Maciej Muzai? Yeah, Maciej yeah. Muzai. And they still were going with, with Shawan. Yeah. Like, yeah, all, yeah. All the way through to the finals. And so I'm really interested to see how he does kind of over the course of the year. And especially playing in Italy too, you know, it's... Yeah. It is the best. Even compared league. to Poland, it's like, it's still... No. It's still it's, it's a half step up. It is a it is a half step up. Um, but different stylistically, I guess. Yeah, I I would I would definitely say that a little bit more skill as mm-hmm. opposed to like a little bit more explosive power For in sure. the in the Polish league. Um, one jumping over the Polish league though, there's a number of Canadians. Most notably for me is T J Sanders. Yeah, playing for uh, Bedzin. Bedzin, which is huge because just like we haven't really seen him I much know. and. Like they haven't really had a lot of games televised, so yeah, it's, I'm it's, waiting for like because Beds in unfortunately is uh is I, I believe still winless, uh not not the strongest roster outside of T J Sanders. There's only so much mm-hmm. a good setter can uh, can do for you know if they don't have the hitters. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see because man, he's been injured <laughs> forever. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is that I I was messaging him at the beginning. Uh, of the season, I was mm-hmm. like, dude, like, and he was just seeing pictures of him, and I was like, it's it's good to see you back out there. You know, it's been so long, um, and it's been a frustrating road for him. So I'm really, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's every Canadian fan has in the back of mind January, right? Everyone is thinking about the 10th, the 12th in Vancouver. If you're going to be in and around, even if you're not, fly in, come hang out. 
gonna be awesome. I'll be there. You won't be, but I'll be there. And but everyone right now is thinking about January. But I'm gonna support. I got my sweater. Go. Yeah. That that's true. You're wearing the, the, the swaggy jersey right yeah, now. Um, uh, just before we fully move on to the Polish league, though, there's uh, two two just stories I wanted to talk about in the Italian league. Okay. First one, I think this is interesting with Bartosz Bednarz. Mm, yes. Uh, okay. I, mean, I guess it's kind of Polish related since yeah. he uh, yeah, he's a Polish half. player. But uh, we've gotten a few more details as to you know the whole uh, thing between Vidal Hain and Bartosz mm-hmm. Bednarz, why he wasn't selected for the Polish national team. And uh, I don't think Ben Norris looks great in this uh, scenario. No, I don't think so either. Um, and for those who, who don't know, um, essentially what the, the deal is, is that you know he apparently was uh, very happy when Poland lost in the semifinals of, of the European Championships. And Sent was, some texts to a former Modena teammate, Tina Ernaut. Yeah, which uh, may have gone out to other other people. Yeah, you know, and Arunaut was you know kind of one of the leading guys on Slovenia who beat Poland. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a great win. Great win. Oh yeah, fantastic win. Um, but you know, um, and I kind of like I know someone, some people in our Discord chat. There's like, oh no, it's not because of Leon, but you know. Uh, how can it not be because of Leon, yeah. right? How can it not he be? He certainly changed the dynamic, the pressure, like everything with that team. Yeah, and we, we still haven't really seen Leon and, and Kirk play at the same time. No. And that, no. that to me is an interesting, is a very interesting thing. Like, how do you manage that dynamic with... Leon's the man. He's, he's going to be the man over Kirk. Even Even this year with Kubiak and Leon... Leon was still the center of attention. He's the guy that every fan like rushes to to ask for autographs and ask for pictures. Like he's 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 a like he's the biggest star. Yeah, it's um, and I mean he is he's the best player. He's the LeBron James of for sure. volleyball. We've made that comparison. I mean, many it's times. it's a hilariously you know the the lineup. Maybe Leon is a few more championships early on in his career. Maybe a bit more early career success, but. You know, the, the two timelines line up pretty well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Leon was in a world championship final when he was, like, 18. Yeah. You know, I remember watching him play for Cuba when he was 16 years old and when they did that, that Canadian tour. It was just kind of like, wow. Yeah. That was, uh, that's something else. But, and I mean, Bartosz Kirik has had kind of an up and down uh, career. I mean, yeah. if, if we go back to yeah, the 2014 world championships, mm-hmm. or yeah, 2014 World Championships. Like he wasn't on that roster, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Antigua didn't didn't pick him on that roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, there's definitely some some times. Yeah, a big couple of years after that. Yeah. Then had a couple of terrible years in Turkey playing pro, and then you know, obviously winning World Championships MVP. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff. But Ben Norge, I think. Do you think he's ever going to be back on the Polish national team? After he kind of, you know, was happy that Poland lost, uh, you know, kind of expects to be the star of the team. Kind of tough for Ben Norris to be the star when you have Kurek, Leon, Kowanowski, like all these guys. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I think that like even Ben Norris in, in terms of when you're looking at other, like some of the other young guys, um, Bartosz Szolek, yeah, Schwornal maybe, yeah, other, or, yeah. or um, the the really the the younger guys. 
I'm just blanking on names today. Even because... younger than those guys. Yeah. Those guys are like 20. 21. Okay, yeah. I, I guess you're right. But, <laughs> I don't know um, the next crop yet. Who's... Uh, I can't I can't think of it. But, you know, okay. the, Poland has so many guys to go to. Yeah. Schalpuk, Schlitka. Schalpuk. Schalpuk, yeah. Schalpuk and Schlitka was, 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 was who I was I was thinking about. I was thinking about S's. Yeah. There, there a, we go. There's a lot of it. Um, yeah, so, it's not like they need it, right? Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? It's not like... You know, if someone was, if we were to leave like Stephen Marr off the roster, yeah. that would be huge. Uh, who do? <laughs> yeah. Who do we pick now? Who guys? do we? Who do we go to next? But um, yeah, I, I, I just obviously he's he's a little bit bitter, but yeah. it doesn't make your situation any better when you start chirping your own team like that. Yeah. Well, I think he feels very secure that you know he's he's a starter on Modena, right? Like that's a big deal in the world of volleyball. You know, there's. Every volleyball player in the world would love to be one of the starting outside hitters for Modena. Mm-hmm. So maybe he feels more secure in that, but you know, I, th- I think it's fine for both parties. Ben Norish gets to play his pro career in Modena, gets a longer summer break, and Poland will probably still be the favorite for the Olympics. And I don't think Ben Norish would even play. And that, that was one of my biggest takes from the World Cup is just that like, I think that for me there's three, three teams reeling in the running for it. You know, you've got Poland, Brazil, Brazil, and USA. USA. You don't um, think Russia? Well, see, Russia is Russia's a weird one because you you can have so many versions of Russia. Mm-hmm. But I do I do think that they're going to be there. But I don't think that they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be one of the top three teams. Yeah, I would. You know? s- I, I I would almost see like a Serbia like you know sliding in ahead ahead over Russia. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because maybe. it, and that's the thing is that there's probably looking at the Olympics, there's probably about eight teams that realistically have a shot. Um, that's more than I would have. <laughs> but I, I think, I think there's, there's eight teams that could beat any, any, like, you know. No, I would say there's six teams. Yeah. The same big six we've been dealing with the yeah. past few years. But like, even like Argentina and Canada and Iran, you know, but I feel like they could, they could like get an upset against Poland. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we maybe. saw Poland lose to Slovenia. Yeah, you're right. Right, and Russia lose to Slovenia. Right, we. Yeah, and yeah, I would say uh, Slovenia great run in the Euroval, but I would take Argentina, Canada, and Iran over over Slovenia. Pretty, oh, 100%. Pretty, pretty easily. Hundred percent. Yeah, especially like the way that we saw Argentina play in the qualifier was just it was scary. And yeah. the, the the bad thing for Canada is that like we do not match up well against Argentina. No, there is something about the way they play. About it's it's that skill style of the game where they really really run the middle mm-hmm. and their middles just they they pick us apart and they really allow to that definitely separation. have nightmares about Soleil at night. <laughs> yeah, Soleil and Creer who are just like able to... even uh, Augustine Loser. Yeah, I know Lose, that's not Lose, how you say it, but Lozer? I, I like, like saying it Loser. Loser, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, especially when he's getting set by a five six dude, dude. with a phone. Mateus Sanchez, who's sick. just able to just like dish that dish it. I, you have to. Res- I love short, well, short players of any position, but especially like short setters. Like it's so fun to watch. I love players like that, and you have to be so so skilled to make up uh, for your. Are we doing okay? We're getting some good comments. Oh, yeah, we're getting some comments in there. Right. So I'm just, I'm still listening though. All right, I'm just talking about short setters. Yeah, Tony Udi, Sanchez, all those. This guys. is this is actually I've been kind of like working on a bit of like an article slash video that I want to make is that we've we're kind of seeing that resurgence of small outsides. Like we we mentioned okay. Kini or not, we've got. Uh, I don't know, it's small. 
Yeah. I think like 6'5". But that's still kind of like small. I was thinking guys like Protosaltus. Okay, yeah. He's like six feet tall. But you've got like, <laughs> you've got like... Um, David Sossenheimer, Moritz Karlitzek. A couple of German... Um, like DeFalco, not Falco, tall. A little, a little smaller. Right? Um, if you're looking at a guy like like the Rossard brothers. I, Ishikawa. Like Ishikawa. Um, Tibo Rossard, he's 6'6". Like, he's six, six, isn't he? Uh, I think that's that's pushing it a little bit. But I just think that we're seeing... like Engapath is not a yeah. tall guy. He's like 6'3". Right, I, I think no, I, I agree with your with you know, your uh, thesis though right, like, that like you realize you know, how important serve receive is. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, they're not giving up anything on attacking because they have the vertical, they have the smarts. It's mainly the blocking that uh, you run into issues. But you know, you play good team defense, you you have your middles close the block. Like yeah, I just I think that in the, in terms of the blocking that. If you're a good solid oh, yeah. blocker, Rosard, you're right. Yes, he's like six, uh, six three, six four. Yeah, he's six. He's six four at yeah, 193. Yeah. Um, so we're just seeing these these smaller guys, and that that speed game is really coming into speed, it, yeah. especially with that that France roster is is so small, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Even like when you consider Tuniati, like Tuniati is shorter than Grabenikov. Yeah. Right? He's <laughs> the, the setter is shorter than the. I, I yeah, I'm almost exactly the same height as. Uh, Tony Udi, when I when I stood next to him, and I'm not tall, I'm not that tall, so yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm like five eleven, so yeah, I'm I'm 191 centimeters, yeah. so I'm only two centimeters shorter than than yeah. Rosario over there. Um, sorry, I was I was just reading, but it's it's interesting to see. Oh, that. I see some comments from uh, Rob Rob St Clair, who I podcasted with before, and he's uh, done right. some announcing for the NVA and and, and stuff like that. Good, really smart volleyball guy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, well, we were talking about we were on the Italian league. Okay, so why don't we go? Is there anything else? I was going to say one the one thing about the Italian league. So I want to talk about Garrett Magadutia. Okay, go you know, for b- it. Big summer with the USA national team signed as a, a last second kind of injury replacement for Tomaszewski on Verona because they found out that uh, that he would pretty much miss most of the season with uh, rehabbing that injury that he sustained during the World Cup, which is. Uh, Got a feel for uh, Jayski because he was like a top, top tier outside hitter. And, you know, kind of this is going to be a second year in a row of pretty much missing all the volleyball going on. And uh, Garrett Magatutia signed. He played his played, I think, two games so far. Actually, it looked better than I expected. I think Magatutia is that he's never going to be like the top guy mm-hmm. but he's especially in that american system like he's very solid but this is and why he was... has all of the tools like he passes well plays good defense he can hit out assist you know but this is why i was interested to see how he does outside of the um american system because i know i'm probably one of the only people on the planet that watched him play in like portugal and uh portugal the last couple of years that nah. He was good, but he, like I wouldn't say I would say he was about appropriate for the uh, level mm-hmm. of Portuguese level. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he's not a guy who's gonna like when he's a, in a lesser league, he's not gonna dominate. But he okay, can yeah. always provide he can value. always provide value at kind of any yeah. level. That's I, that's how I like to see myself too. So yeah, maybe not at the you know once we get up there. Uh, real quick, um, somebody was asking uh, about where to watch the Italian league, and once again, I'm blanking on the website. Well, there's a couple you can go to. Uh, so, if, if you, you want to watch the big broadcast game, so it's like in uh, it's like like in the Canada or the states where like TNT would broadcast one game a week or something, mm-hmm. and that's it's called Rye is the broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So, 
risports.it r-a-r-r-a-i-sports.it and that one's free all you need is a vpn it's free. to watch it easier said than done though because last year the first year i remember i was using it any vpn would work now you gotta look for one that's not routed through milano which is where a lot of them are. Mm. So I use ExpressVPN, not a paid advertisement, but <laughs> that's the one I use. It does cost, I think, like 10 bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I use Nord. So and... if you guys find a VPN that works that's free, please share with us because that would be super, super yeah. useful to a lot of volleyball fans. But then you can also buy the, what's the, the oh, website? It's called 11sports.it. 11sports.it, yes. Which have, has... Uh, upgraded their you know broadcasting very recently like i think most of the games i've watched are in hg now yeah it's it's good i mean it's a little expensive it's like 69 it's 69 euros <sighs> which is this but is it's the, but it's for the year yeah this is the issue though because they used to have volleyball specific packages yes now they took that out really yeah no i'm pretty sure it's, it's a volleyball specific package. okay well maybe <laughs> but it, like it also includes like argentinian matches Oh yeah, yeah. We okay. were we were talking about it on the Discord yesterday. I was okay. asking uh, some of the Italian guys to I'll, I'll check. to translate for me. Yeah, so. yeah I'll, I'll I'll take a look. But I yeah, you can watch. But like, if you're a big volleyball fan, you can just buy that subscription. Watch like ninety percent of the games in the Italian Super League. You know, and there's there's always good matchups to watch, even if maybe you miss the big ones because of, of the Rye play stuff. But. but you can even watch like the B and C leagues too on that as well. Yeah, but as well. Even I don't watch those. I mean, if if you want, I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying. I'm just saying it's 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 out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how uh, I would watch the Italian Super League. Yeah. There's a uh, if you go to five one vb.com, I believe that's I have a post sticky there on the top of the website that goes over uh, that goes over how to uh, how to watch most of the big pro leagues, mm-hmm. which I need to update because I found that Russian stream recently. That's, that's a new one. Yeah. But it, it hasn't really been it hasn't really been working all that much. I had uh, really? Stephen Mara's mom was like Facebooking me and she's like, "Ever like I can't watch it and I, I couldn't find oh, something." Oh, interesting. Their, their... I've been I've been using it pretty successfully. Oh, so yeah? far. All right. Maybe maybe it was just having some some early season because this was this was a couple weeks ago. Um, so, yeah, Jill. Next time I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure I'll make sure you're you're linked in. Um, let's jump over to Poland. Before we start talking about Mar, Mar and Russia. I was going to say Russia, yeah. yeah. I mean... If you have anything more about Poland. Uh, well, I mean, we, we do have a few guys in Poland. Okay. Okay, uh, like Vygras is playing for Jeskowski Wajil. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to just play his rest of the career in Poland. Because I feel like he's found like the right fit for him. Yeah, I feel like... like that's a good... Like, and I feel, I feel like once you're like once you're in one of those systems, yeah. you know, like they just they just keep you around. Well, and clearly, Jeskowski Wajil wanted him because they poached yeah. him from... Uh, from Warsaw, I think that Warsaw didn't bring, want to bring him back. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that's what he told me. But there was okay. there was straight mass, from the source, <laughs> ma- massive massive changeover. Yeah, uh, yeah. for oh, Warsaw. Well, they lost their, their sponsor. They, yeah, they lost their sponsor and they lost their head coach too because Antigua's gone as well. Yeah. Um, they lost Kurek. They lost Kurek. They lost Shawan. They lost uh, you know Masi Mujai. Yeah. They lost they lost a lot of guys. So he's over uh, playing for Yashepchi Wajel, which is of course one of the, the legendary clubs in. In um, yeah, yeah. In three and uh, one so far. Yep, so, and they're yeah. actually going to be playing tomorrow. They're actually going to oh, be playing that's, Warsaw. That's a must watch. Like, I, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, that should should be a, a good one. Warsaw, despite losing their sponsor Oniko, an oil gas company, they are undefeated so far. Yep, that's yeah, it's, pretty good. It's it, it's basically it's just Warsaw and Zaxa who are 
undefeated mm-hmm. so far. Um, Shevchuk is three and one. And, and they don't even have Arthur, Arthur Udris yet. Uh, he might be coming back this weekend, though. So I guess I guess we'll Maybe have to we'll see, see that. Um, I'm trying to think of other Canadians because we've also we've mentioned Nick Hope uh, yeah, playing Nick Hope. for Rosovia. Rosovia. Who I feel like they always I always like their rosters. Like the rosters look great, and then when it comes time to play volleyball, they uh, they don't always live up to expectations, and that's kind of happening this season. One and three so far, but I mean it's it's early on. But right? at least they're not zero and six like they were uh, last last season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you got Luke Perry there, the, the Australian in, in, in the libero. Oh, Commenda is Perry. is setting. Uh, I got Thomas Rousseau, uh, and. Or Komenda and Kavika Soji actually setting. But Komenda's the yeah, he's, he's the starter. Yeah. Man, I'm always such a Kavika Soji fan. Like, maybe it has something to do with like my first volleyball. And he's event. not bad. Komenda, like I saw him play a lot during Euro volley. Like he's pretty good. He's a solid guy. Yeah, you've got. And, and, you, sorry, go ahead. In the VNL finals, I was going to say he started as well when they yeah. got that bronze. Yeah. Um, but like you, you're right, I do really like this Rosovia. Yeah. You've got Modoznek, you know Marcel yeah, Modoznek yeah, in the middle, middle. Uh, Marshal and Nicolas Marichal, the the French, French. guy. Yeah, he's he's the guy that's uh, been underperforming so far. Yeah, I think you, there's a reason why, and I'm not sure if he's choosing not to play with the French national team or they're not choosing him. But I think uh, I think there's a good reason why he's not been in that program the last few years. They've got a lot of foreigners on this team. Oh yeah, that, they had this issue. They had the same thing last year, where. Uh, also, uh, Lemansky, who, if you don't know him, I think he's what, like seven two, seven three. Yeah, he's that the he's big, huge. the big lank, the big young lank for yeah. Poland. Yeah. But you've got Perry, um, Rousseau, Soji, Hogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, like great Marichal. players. And that's that's it. But still, you've got five in a league that only allows three. So it means like you're sitting two of them per match. Yeah, which they have. Like, yeah, I don't know why why has gone with this strategy. Maybe, maybe they just find it easier to get all these foreigners rather than uh... Bartman. Though I know Bartman. Bartman. That's what I was saying. He's back. He's he's, he's back. For those who who are a little bit younger, Bartman was a stud on the right side for Poland at the mm-hmm. beginning of of this decade. Um, unfortunately, he suffered a terrible knee injury. Pretty sure it was in the bronze. Yeah, bronze medal match of World League two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just watching a, a game. Jakub Jarosz stepped in for him, and like that was when I realized the depth that Poland had. Yeah, because like they <laughs> lost their like you There's know a lot of good players, tournament leading scorer in Bartman, and then Jarosz steps in and is just like, yeah, okay, no problem. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna throw down 16 points as well. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 really inter- it's it's always fun to watch uh, Polish Polish games, but uh, actually tomorrow. There's there's, there's a couple. Of, it's a good it's a good schedule yeah. tomorrow. Zaxo's going to play Zarichi, Zarichi, Zaverchi, Zaverchi. Okay, a W is a V, Zaverchi. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm slowly learning. We got Jebski against Warsaw, and then Lubin against Rosovia. Lubin's been a, a little surprising. They put up some good fights so far. Yeah, and then uh, Radom is going to be playing Bedzin on Sunday. And that's a TV game. All right, TJ Sanders. But all of these are TV games, yeah, the, actually. The, the, uh, the Polish Polstat has picked up a lot more volleyball the last few years. Actually, TV. man, Bidgosh against Belchatov. No? Bidgosh is not good. They're not good this year? They haven't been good for a few years. Uh so that's why this is why I love the they, Polish league. They are league. 0 and 4 right now. This is why I love the Polish league though yeah. because it is so much more like a North American league 
where you have this up and down movement. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in, in European sports, you've got like the big clubs who have lots of money. Yeah. And they're the ones like in, in the Italian league, there's always the top four. Top four, just right? way better than ever. In Russia, else. there's always those, those, those top teams. Russia's kind of interesting because there's like, there's like six or seven. Especially it's, now that Zenit Kazan's kind of like a little uh, shaky. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right about Poland that... I feel like there's way there's way more likelihood that the worst team can be the best team in the yeah. Polish league. And like we've seen a lot of like like upsets or like teams making like a last minute yeah. push. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, in the playoffs the last couple of years for sure. So it's uh it's always it's always it's always interesting to watch. Scra though only at two and one so far. Yeah. I mean I I'm kind of I was kind of disappointed with their off season. I, it, like I was we were talking about before the podcast. They like don't sign. I don't understand why they don't use their full foreigner capacity. But like when you look at this roster, they've Vosley on the right side. You got uh, Karl Pe Klos. Pekovic has been starting. Oh really? Vosley, absolute volleyball legend, but a little like he's definitely pretty far down the bell curve of the uh, end of his career. But like, I mean, they have good players at every position. Like I don't doubt that. So they they have two they have two foreigners then this year. I bought a born Petkovic. Yeah, man, Petkovic went off this summer in, in Nations League. Yeah, he's when we, good. When we, when saw we were him. there, when he was, yeah. we were there, he looked really good. He, he and looked, he's a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He was a nice guy too. I got to chat yeah. with him at the bar after, uh, afterwards, and he was a nice guy. And yeah. He was telling me uh, it's probably frustrating playing behind Lubrich and uh, Atanasevich your whole career, but yeah, but he got a chance to shine this yeah, this yeah, this Nations great. League. But when you look at this scrawl roster, it's so many of like you've got Schalpuk, you've got Lomach, you've got. Uh, Kovanovski. You've got close. You've got Velazquez. Like, but then they have they have Norbert Huber too, uh, who's the other you know one part of that group that that uh, Polish youth group that just dominated for all those years. Mm -hmm. So they've been they've been kind of struggling of which two of those three uh, Polish medals to start. That's that's interesting. But Skrull will definitely be in the mix. Oh the yeah, hundred percent. It's not. I don't think it'll be a repeat of last year. Remember last year they were kind of like out of the playoffs for a little bit and they kind of barely made it. Yeah. Well, actually, like Zarichi is undefeated as well too, eh? Yeah. They, yeah. they they're three and zero as well. So that that matchup against uh, against Zaxa tomorrow is going to yeah. be a big one. Uh, does it say where they're playing? Because Zarichi has a huge home court advantage. They have one maybe. The best fan base of a club team, like all volleyball, other than maybe like maybe Modena. Oh yeah, they've got like some legendary fans, and I feel like it's they play like a huge arena too. In, yeah, and I feel like it's a very intimate arena, so yeah, like yeah. the fans are right, right on top on you, and yeah. it's uh, it's always. But like looking at their roster, man, like they've got the uh, the Australian setter. The yeah, but it's uh, it's Mike, it's Mazne who's been carrying them last year and this year. The Slovakian guy. Yes, the setter, yeah. Michael Maz Mazny, yeah. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's like an old, just old, super smart. You know, I, I trust. I like Dosanj because we we watched him in uh in mm -hmm. Ottawa. Like he's he's good, not the best hands, kind of. But he's like one of those, really tall setter. Yeah, one of those like six eight setters who so, yeah. he's smart, yeah. but doesn't but necessarily. Just like Mark Lebedew, the coach. But that's probably where though either three and up. and I, I think that's where like a, a coach like Lebedew, and I think Hogue is the same way. Is that you can bring an average team to be very good by not losing. Like mm -hmm. if you can find a team that's not going to make a lot of errors, then you're not going to lose a lot of matches. You know, you can play just steady, yeah. and you you can win a lot a lot no, that way. Yeah, there's a smart team. Tachiro Koga, I love him. He's like 
he's so fun to watch in defense. He's probably one of the fastest players. It's like a five seven five six libero. Yeah, just oh, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Um, and like I just don't I don't I, I don't believe in them as a uh, yeah as a true contender. And I also don't like the signing of Nikolay Penchev. No, I think this team could have used like a way bigger offensive weapon. Yeah, and, and that, I, I think Penchev. And that was kind overrated. of that was kind of what I was gonna say is that they're really just missing that I'm gonna give the ball to this guy. Like, who Which is you, not how they play, though. That's what's made them so good over the past couple of years. Yeah. But but we also know that like when you get into clutch, yeah, yeah. when you get into those clutch moments, it's it's kind of like the NBA where like you get into the clutch moments and it doesn't matter about your yeah, system. They were very close to beating Zach's in the playoffs last year, though. Yeah, I. I they were. Like, but there's there's very close, and then there's doing yeah, it. Actually doing it. Right. Fair so enough, fair I think that it's 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 going to be interesting. Yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow's got to be one of the best days for Blue League. So speaking of like we were talking about streaming before, IPLA.tv, I was saying look, one of the best deals if you want to watch five five euros a month, five euros a month. If you and you like you only have to sign up for what six months, so thirty euros like forty five bucks. Some the best some you of the get best all of the games are broadcast in HD, which is I can't believe other most other leagues don't do that. They have a lot of games broadcast. You have the double headers on Saturdays usually, the double headers on Sunday like. Hmm. If you want to follow one league, the Italian league's great, the Russian league's great, but I also, league is just so accessible and like. I also love the Plus League because they don't have that traditional schedule where you only play like one game. Like they play a lot yeah, of midweek games. It's, they, they play like well, Mondays and Tuesdays. Because most of the other leagues are what twenty six games. Yeah, Plus League is I think 30, 32 games each. So, yeah, yeah those extra games, you know, they, they count. So it's 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 always interesting to to see how that. That breaks down. Um, right, we should move on to the uh, Russian league. That's true. Perhaps. Our boy Stephen Marr, who's playing for a legendary club at Dynamo Moscow. On the three and one league leading Dynamo Moscow. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. It's, uh, I mean, and he's it's it's him and Daru, right? Him in Belgium, Sam Daru. Well, uh, Marr was not actually playing the first uh, couple of games. But like how? But he's he's in there now. I don't know if they, he needed a bit of recovery because he did have. An absurd summer schedule. I and, think that was it. And see, this is one thing that I was, I was just about to bring up. Mm-hmm. Is that at what point... Like, this is going to be a weird year. Because we just had a heavy, heavy, heavy international... Crazy. Like, I I don't think we've ever seen something like that. Where you had Nations League. And then you had Olympic qualifiers. Mm-hmm. And then you had Continental. Continental, turn- continental <laughs> right? So three, like, massive tournaments... And you're jumping right into to league play. And did Mar play? Or so, all, and, and World Cup did, as well too. Did Mar play in all of those? Yeah, I think he was, he's like one of the only guys that played in all. Yeah, all he of played them. Nations League. He played. Uh, and granted, Norseek is not Euro volley, but like still. But still, and then he, but he he went and played World Cup too, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so you have all sure. four of those those events, and but then and then also you've got the Olympics coming up, so. For some of those guys, do they start, like, are we going to see a Kawhi Leonard load management situation? Well, it's here? like Zhu Ting is basically taking this, the year off, you know. The, the like, Chinese guy? The Sorry, the woman's woman's. Oh, woman. sorry, yes. Zhu Ting, yeah. Zhu girl, yes. Yeah, sorry. I mean, she, she turned down, you know, offers from Turkey, just, you know, she's playing in China, but, like, <laughs> not really. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, but I also feel like, you know, the Chinese league is probably just going to be like, well, like they'll, cover, up, they'll cover the difference. Straight sure. up load management yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, her, yeah, yeah. you know, 100%. Uh, especially because I'm sure that, you know. Yeah, but the Kawhi Leonard load manager, that's a good topic nowadays. 
And you know, volleyball players don't really have the leverage of you know NBA players or soccer players or uh, but it, baseball it's, players. But and it's too bad because I mean, baseball players can't like free in like what 168 games a season. Like yeah. that's ridiculous. But you're not jumping up and down 300 no. times. I mean, like if you're a sport that can play a doubleheader like two games in yeah. one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like it's 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 brutal for them and i mean a few years ago we saw uh, matt anderson take some time off from mm -hmm. zenit and everyone's like oh matt anderson's depressed and it's just like i don't think he's depressed he's just tired and he he wants to see his family yeah right exactly. like at what point yeah like, especially the north americans that are done or south americans that are playing in europe that are just completely on a different continent yeah if like if you're from the western hemisphere and you're going to be playing in europe and you're playing national team like when do you get to see your parents when do you get mm. to see your family like when do you ever get to breathe and have a time off so i think this is you know it's we're almost getting to that point of being like should volleyball make the olympics the pinnacle because we're seeing in that those other major sports like soccer U23 is for the Olympics. Hockey, the NHL doesn't play. The NBA, right? like, think about how many guys... How many How many guys stepped out of the World Cup this year, right? Like, 80% of the NBA players are eligible. Right? Football isn't even, like... Yeah. <laughs> isn't even an international sport. So, I feel like if volleyball wants to make that jump into one of the big sports in the world... Right? Cricket, rugby, that they don't have Olympic Olympics mm -hmm. either. But right now, for... You know, I love volleyball, but it, it is... Most people consider it just an Olympic sport. But it's too much. Yeah. There's too much volleyball, right? And, like, it, it's too much to follow, like, with, with all those. There's so many different events and I, so many different We do this for our job, and it's almost it's so hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, there's so much. Let alone, like, beach volleyball and women's volleyball. And like, yeah, that's that's stuff. where I, like, you know, because I got... I <laughs> College do, volleyball. Like, yeah, university U sports, which we'll, we'll talk about in a, in a little bit as well. But it's just, it, it's too much. And I think that yeah, and you know I I was you, well we've, we've we've talked you know we've been privy to some discussions with important people that you know and they and they know yeah they know oh of course they know they know it's just a matter of who who makes the compromise and what that who who's w willing to give up a wide and, and, you know, it, it'll happen though I, I believe it will happen yeah I I think that the volleyball or the FIVB needs to almost be taking a less is more approach to which this is kind true because like and there's talk about you know we another nba parallel but like you know in nfl every game is so important because mm -hmm. there's only 16 games nba 82 games like you know you'll watch a game if, if it's on or it's a good matchup but other but, than that, but straight i was watching uh, literally this morning i was watching uh, an espn piece by with brian windhorse and he was talking about like you know in the past we've talked about shortening the season and he was just like no you know business and blah 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 well the players and teams have done it for them Right, we have that load management situation, yeah. right? Where like the Clippers just got fined 50k because um, um, Kawhi didn't play against the Bucks the other night. Mm -hmm. But you know, like they have to do that. Like, yeah. like we're talking about a lot of games. I mean, the Raptors won a championship doing it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. So if we made things like you know, even if you're playing a 60 game season here in North America, it's still way more than they're playing in Europe, right? Mm -hmm. But even then, in like if you're talking about soccer, which is the pinnacle in terms of of sport business every club sits like messi doesn't play sometimes yep. you know ronaldo doesn't play sometimes and i think that's all right you know uh so it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that develops over the next few years because yeah. as the sport science develops it's not a volleyball problem it's a sport problem oh yeah 100 percent. but i think volleyball just kind of like i always 
Uh, okay. One thing I, I, I have to say about this topic is, you know, you, you, when you're playing a tournament, you're playing games, you go around for the morning, you know, the morning practice. You're jumping, like, a few hundred times in that practice. You practice every day you're not playing. Why don't you just practice, like, two times less a week? But also at the same time, like, there's no other international sport that has an annual tournament where you're playing three games back to back day to day. Like imagine if yeah, the Nations World Nations League is its own beast for sure. Right? Like or like World <laughs> Cup where you played like what? It was a fourteen like like or eleven games in, in fifteen days. Like that in if that happened in any other international level, there would be like boycotts. Or or like they just wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, they straight up wouldn't. Right? Guys were pulling out of the World Cup and that was like a game every few days. So thumbs up though to all the volleyball players who will play in these tournaments that people get to see them like i don't agree maybe with everything around those tournaments but you know we're pretty lucky to have you know star players that will actually you know participate in these tournaments i mean sometimes yes yeah, sometimes no the sometimes, world, i mean a lot of them skip yeah for sure yeah the world cup is one but i guarantee if you had like a national like nba tournament like a nation's league nba like no one would go yeah no yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, definitely up in the air. So anything else uh, with Russia? I know Sam Derue is playing incredibly over there, and he's like the best player in the league. Uh, that's a, he's a dude who like I don't necessarily understand why he's so good because he's a he's a really good athlete. He is a really good athlete, absolutely. But like in terms of like physicality and and like. He doesn't wow me as much as other know, players. Man, I've, I've seen he's got to be one of the best blocking outside hitters like in the world. True, but I, I just think he's so solid and does stuff so consistently. He has no, he has no weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're a hardcore Canadian fan, uh, a few a few years ago we saw Sam Derue play here for for Belgium back mm -hmm. in like 2013, mm -hmm. and the same thing we got, got to see Namir play for the Netherlands that mm -hmm. that year as well too. He was and still setting back then. He was setting back then. Yeah. And uh, I remember like looking at like looking at the stats and it was like the touches. It was like Gavin was the top one of that match and Namir was was the second. Um, so you know it's these these younger guys are really coming through and uh, I guess they're not that much younger. The is not that young. Anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, we're we're growing old, Dan. We're getting yeah, old. Yeah, we're we're all right. We're all right. We got a few years a few years left. Um, so, so Moscow leading the league, and the other thing I want to talk about Russia. I watched Zenit Kazan get destroyed by Fake Out the other day, three nothing. I don't know Zenit Kazan. I think they are uh, maybe a bit shaken up. Who did he even have? Like they have Engabeth. They have Engabeth. Remember Sped and Sokolov? Oh yeah. So that's big. So he, he's playing pretty well. But I feel like Sokolov's kind of. He's a little bit. He's a little bit. He's a little. Bit, he's, a little sure. he's on the downward he can, slope. He's still blocking completely elite level, but like he's he's definitely slower. He needs yeah. He's gonna make uh, some unforced errors. So, you know, Zenik is on. You know, do you think they're still? Would you still put them as Champions League favorites this year? No. No. I think Perugia, Lube, or this. Perugia and Modena, like. Modena's not Champions League. Oh no, they're not. No. Oh yeah. That's weird. I know that sucks. Um, yeah, no, I think it's Perugia's to lose. Yeah, like I don't, I don't. Well, Trentino and Lube are gonna, you know, Lube. I mean, they're the same team. On paper, they probably have a better Champions League team because they lost Sokolov, but they signed Camille Richlicky, and they also signed Matej Biniak. And in Italian league, they can't play Leal, Bruno, 
uh, Rick Richelicky. How do you say Camille? The Luxembourg guy. Camille Richelicky. You know what I'm talking Rick, about? Richelicky. Right, like Rick Okay. I don't know. That's, don't a, that's know. a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, and Matej Biniak. You can't play all, all those guys. But Champions League, you know, no, no restrictions. Yeah, no restrictions. I, I know a few years ago, um, like Justin Duff was on a contract with Arcus, mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm only playing Champions League. Yeah, you know? which I think we've seen with Perugia signing Ole Potnitschke, probably only for Champions League. And Lube signing Mateusz Biniak, probably only for Champions League. Or maybe they're just kind of, you know, going to switch, switch up yeah, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. But, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think, especially now that, like, we can watch the Russian League more, like, I'm going to... It's going to be interesting to watch because you've mm-hmm. got kind of like five, six teams in there. Yeah. You know, you've got Kuzbas, you've got Belgari, you've got both of the Zenits, St. Petersburg and Kazan. Yeah. Dynamo Moscow, Lokomotiv as well. Or El Camello and Grozier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good players. I also wish the Russian League had three foreigners. Two foreigners. Yeah, but there's not enough depth in Russia. It's not like Poland. I feel like they're a little, a little shallower. No. Uh, but uh, there, is there more teams in Russia? Uh, I think it's the same. I think it's fourteen. Okay, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I haven't really watched a lot of Russian volleyball over the past few years just because it's so inaccessible. Yeah, but I also think that. Do you want, do you want to share that link I found the other day? Do you remember what that, the link was? Uh, it's pinned in the in the Discord. Okay. Also, guys, if you want to join, we've got a Discord chat. Um, if you want to join? You can you can jump on in and basically it's just non-stop volleyball talk. We've got guys from Italy, Poland, Canada, the U.S. Or guys and girls. Sorry, I shouldn't I shouldn't you know I shouldn't discriminate. We've got former pros. We've got coaches. We've got we've got former athletes. Uh, you know we've got we talk a lot about uh, you know pro leagues. We've got a U Sports uh, a tab too that we're we're talking about. We got some. We're hope, I'm hoping to get some beach stuff on there. Um, yeah, so the Russian streaming site, those uh, tvstart.ru. Yeah, tvstart.ru. Yeah, and that'll, that, they have a bunch of Russian games you can watch. Yeah, it's... Um, so do you want, how, how are you going to share the link with people? Um, do it like maybe in the video chat or something? Yeah, I can, if I can just do it right now in the video chat, I can also put it in the link or, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I can put it on my website as well too. Yeah, um, just so people, when people are listening to it. tvstart.ru. And in the link to the Discord as well. Oh, you're right. Should put, that's that's kind of what it was. Uh. Um, I want to see if I have, I do have the Discord on this. Yeah, so I think like Russian League is going to be really interesting. I'm I'm looking forward a lot to seeing uh, Fakel and Kemerovo because that's Kemerovo in the Champions League. That's going to be really cool, especially seeing Igor Klyuka and Dmitry. Bol- yeah, Fakel doesn't even have Dmitry Volkov yet. I think he's still he's kind of dealing with an injury right now. But, but when, when he comes, comes back, back that, that team, man. Uh, Christian Patter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, who you may not be too aware of because he, had, he was he kind of started his career in Korea. He's a Hungarian opposite. And, you know, Hungary doesn't always uh, play in the top leagues in the European championships, but he's like a crazy athlete. I feel like he kind of reminds me of Politaev a bit. Really? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I feel like most Russian, or not Russian, but European countries have like one guy yeah, who's just yeah, like yeah. unreal. Especially like opposite. Yeah. Because maybe a little uh, lower of a skill, skill ceiling or, than other positions. So if you just have one super athlete, then, uh, then maybe like all that training as a kid doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. You, you can compensate for it. 
Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. absolutely. It's, uh, and, and I think, think that, that it's just, you know, in, in Europe, it's just so much more accessible to play volleyball like that, you mm -hmm. know? Like, mm -hmm. it's, just, oh, for sure. it's just easier. I'd love to see North Seeka get that strong. Like, it's, like, being at North Seeka Championships, yeah. it's just, like, Puerto Rico isn't as good as what they used to. They still have Maurice Torres. Yeah. But, like, you know, you don't get a game until you play Cuba or the U.S. Mm -hmm. Like, even playing Mexico is just, is, is not that, uh, is not that fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we seem to do that a lot. So, so Brazilian League hasn't started yet, so we don't need to worry about that. Me? No? No. It starts uh, on the 9th, okay. which is Sunday. All right. Well, First round on Sunday. Gord Perrin, yeah. playing for Sada Cruzeiro. That's cool. I've been seeing, he's been posting some clips, though, of like practice and stuff like that. And I'm excited to see Gord play, play yeah. in Brazil. I think, sure. I think he's going to do you don't well see Canadian. I mean, we saw Fred Winters in Brazil. Yeah. But like usually, not a ton usually. We saw Gavin a little bit, Gavin, too. Gavin, yeah. yeah he, got, he got injured, though. Um, he was playing for, I forget who. Is he on Tabitha? Yeah, yeah Tabitha, yeah, yeah. He was, he was on, on Tabitha. I remember, like, they had announced it, and uh, I posted about it on the website, and then he messaged me. He's like, hey, uh, I'm not sure how you found out about this, but, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be talking, and I just, like, linked him, and he's like, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, they had the press release? Yeah, like, I, I found out from the press release, you know. I don't have, it's not like I have people on the ground in Brazil. <laughs> and this is, this is going back a few years, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, can you, where do you watch Brazilian League? Uh, I think it's called Sport TV. Yeah. Uh, Brazilian, it's kind of, it's hit and miss. It's a tough one, yeah. Sport TV, though, has it, if you, yeah. Oh. I'll find a link for that, maybe post in the Discord as well. Do it up, do it up. Um, is that, is that yeah, what we've got from the big three? Big, yep, the big, that's it. The big three. Um, just want to jump over to Germany a little bit because we do have quite a few Canadians uh, in Germany right now. Um, Blair Van heading back to Durin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, he was, he was. I wish he. I mean, uh, I know that he likes Durin, but. Well, I mean, I, I was talking to him about it uh, in Winnipeg, and he was telling me he's like, you know, I had a few bigger contracts kind of there, mm -hmm. but it's also tough when there is a foreigner limit and you're not really necessarily going to spend your foreigner on a libero. Yeah, no, it's, oh, it's super tough for foreign liberos. Right. And like, there's very few foreign liberos that are going to get like, like thinking about it, like Grabenikov, Luke Perry, Perry, um, the, Eric Jap Shoji, the, yeah, Shoji, the Japanese guy, Tichiro Koga, Yanni Kovacic, Santiago Danani. Yeah. Like once you're getting up to that point, you know, it's, that's it's like, but that's all, like, most yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right and, and I also feel like, you know, Blair's girlfriend is in Duran, lives yeah. in Duran, so oh, yeah. it's it's very, it's... There's other reasons why players choose teams, not just the, the best team possible, yeah. or the most money. It's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But man, that Duran team taking down the Alpen Volleys, the uh, Hyper Tirol uh, this past weekend with a good 3-1 win, so, or sorry, the weekend before, uh, that was the 27th of, uh, of October, but... Big win for, for them against one of the top teams in in the Bundesliga. Yeah, Open Volley second place last year, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They they've really been one of those like they've because that's the Austrian team that basically they would just sweep the Austrian league every single year, and their sponsor was just like, well, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. So instead of like disbanding, they jumped into the Bundesliga, and uh, you know I've been this is their third year, I believe, in the Bundesliga, and they've you know they've consistently been one of the top teams. 
Still so, not on the tier of Friedrichshafen or, or Berlin, Berlin, I would say. I would say well, they beat Friedrichshafen, actually. Or no, sorry. No, they didn't. Not not this year. Friedrichshafen and Berlin are, are both still are both still undefeated. As they tend to be in this league. Yeah, they, they, they tend to, and I feel like... But Friedrichshafen... I don't know if you want to talk a little more about Durant first, but uh, Friedrichshafen completely new look for them. Yeah, and that's and Vito Hainan gone. And that's a team like Friedrichshafen is a team that really like they've been so like static the past few years. Yeah, yeah, you saw like Protopsaltis, you know, Bolads, Vito Hainan coaching, uh, Andres Takvam. Yeah, like it's kind of had the same guys for a little while. Yeah, but now you've got. Um, uh, a lot of these uh, one North American guy, um, Joe Worsley, yeah, set her last that. year for uh, Hawaii, uh, coming in. Speaking of uh, Brandon Schmidt uh, as well too in the in the middle for uh, the Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Mote, Australian middle who we saw feature for the Australian team this summer. Mote so. is a guy like he's a guy. I feel like whoever Friedrichshafen signs, we underrate. Mm-hmm. Because they they always seem to find guys who you know are undervalued compared to Jakub Janos, who was the setter for the Czech Republic and their captain during Eurovolley. They've got very few Germans, eh? Yeah. There's no. That's foreign, kind of been there. There's no foreigner limit for uh, the, the Bundesliga, and it's like, oh, they do have Gunthor. Yeah, you know, like Jakub Gunthor. Um, Sturald has been locking it down at Libero for a little while there. Yeah, so it's it's but it's it's a very big turnover there for Friedrichshafen. So it'll be like they're five and zero so far. So you know can't really go wrong with that. But always very very interesting to see um, Friedrichshafen play. And I always feel like they don't. They're not necessarily the most the flashiest team, but they they you know they get the job done. Yeah, exactly. I like watching them play because it's always smart volleyball. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Berlin this year. Oh, sorry. Berlin is five and zero. Oh, Friedrichshafen is four. You mean Team America? Team, yeah, Team America. Let's let's go through. <laughs> let's go. Kyle Ensing, Jeff Jendrick, um, uh, Hatch, JT Hatch, JT Hatch, um, Cody Kessel, Ben Hatch. Okay. So Still five. You could you could have just sent this roster to uh, like the Pan Am Games. Basically. Basically, so and that will be an interesting because they've basically given Patch the reins, um, and Hatch originally like I'm just looking at this this last uh, yeah Hatch has been playing a bit eh but he was originally like in the team picture he's wearing a libero jersey okay and he's getting left side minutes but he's like a six foot one yeah well even in UCLA he was like a total defense guy yeah absolutely so it's it's interesting to to watch them. Uh, but Pierre Puyol, Puyol setting for them. And he, I love I love watching Pierre Puyol. Another short set. Well, and Grant too. It, I think it depends which game they're playing. Yeah, but I think Grant's got to. Yeah, Puyol's got to be older, even as old as Grant. You think so? I think so. Hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 not, I'm not sure. All right. Volley, volleybox.net. Great site. Great site. <laughs> Do you use it now? Oh yeah. 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 Well, like because I used. Uh, like volleyballvideos.pl for a long uh, time. Oh, yeah, because it's a legendary. Legendary site. Yeah. And uh, what, what do we got for Grankin over there? 1984 for Puel and Grankin 1985. Oh, you're right, you're right. Uh, I, I concede. I concede on that one. Uh, but just quite a few Canadians in the Bundesliga overall. Mm-hmm. You've got Lunenberg, who's got uh, a bunch again. Of course, Schreimer is, um, has retired. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, and Sclater has 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 moved over to France, but you still got Tyler uh, Kozlowski over there. You still got Blake Shearhorn, um, who's 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 moved over there. He had thirteen or se- sorry seventeen points, um, leading Lunenburg to a, a three-two win over Hershing, and Hershing has uh, a Canadian as well, my boy Jory Mantha. Yeah. And you know I'm not gonna lie, like Hershing. So Hershing is the team that has the Liedenhoser, um jerseys, and it, one of their their preseason event, he was posting it on his Instagram, and they had like all these different events, and he was in a bar, and so one of them was like you had to pick up like six steins, and you had to run around the bar, and then another one was you had to have four like four steins, like two in each hand, and you had to hold it like this, and it was whoever would hold it longest, and he won. And competitor, competitor. Jory is not. Jory is a a competitor, and B can put down the most beers I have ever seen. There you go. Like heard it here first. Yeah, he's we he and I played first probably. Yeah, no, he and I played club together, and that's why that's one of the reasons I love Jory so much is that he's just such a carefree, loving like like a carefree. Yeah, he's had a good amount of pro success so far. Yeah, last year. Yeah, like you know, and a dude who started his career in Cyprus and has made his way up. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jory stay in Germany full time. Yeah, it seems to be around the right level for him. Yeah, and it seems to be you know like a very good uh, culture for him for him for him too. So love love seeing him have uh, a lot of success over there. Um, he he was pretty big. Like he led scoring for Hershing in oh, that I'm match sure he's with, lead. with 19 points. He, he's one of the top scorers in the league right now. I was checking it earlier. My boy. Yeah, so great stuff in Germany. Um, in the interest of time, do you want us to move on to U Sports? Yeah, yeah. I'll leave that with you for a sec. I'll just be right back. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you you introduce jumping into U Sports, and we're gonna start with the guys right now. Um, we're about three or four weeks into the season so far, and I've been I've gotten out to see a few of the matches. Um, I'm gonna start with the OUA just because that's where I, I've been watching. And to be straight up, I don't know who's gonna win the OUA this year. I really don't. Of course, we saw Queens topple Newcastle last year. You know, the first time in seven years that uh, you know Mac won six in a row. Queens finally got in. Queens is currently sitting at two and two. First weekend, losing both of their matches, losing to Nipissing and York, I believe, um, as, as I as I pull this up. But then this past weekend, yeah, losing three one to to York and then three zero to Nipissing. But then this past weekend, beating Mac three zero and then beating Brock three two. And as I go through the OUA and look at how everything breaks down, um, it's so close this year. You know, in the East, you've got Toronto, who beat Ryerson in, in the first match of the season. Ryerson, obviously, who picked up Tariq Zanny this year from Alberta. So you got Tariq on the left side, got Xander Ketrzynski on the right side. That's incredible. You know, York has proven that that they're going to be able to win. You know, this is year two for Nate Groenveld, so we're going to see how how he's doing with that roster. Um, and then, of course, you got Queens. And, like, Queens beat McMaster this past weekend without Zach Hutchinson on the outside. Really? Which, without to, Zach. Without Zach. Because he's their go-to. Which right? He's their go-to. And... But you put anyone with Zane, I think uh, you're going to have a decent time. But the, the, I think... Well, you saw Eric Cisna. And this is this is one thing I think that we're seeing a new like we've we've graduated the the Andrew Richards and and that 
generation of Oyubue players. Now you've got you've got Xander who came in, mm-hmm. um, Zarko Ubuparup who's been wrecking stuff for for Guelph. They beat Windsor last weekend, and Windsor has been a top four team for the past few years. You know, this is like they have a lot of guys who are kind of on the yeah. ready to compete now. But you've got Eric Siskna who already has 34 kills uh, over or this this season for um, for Queens. Um, man, Bolch Kovac already has 70 kills. Wow! In four matches. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's like uh, Namir. That's yeah. Levels. That's this like is like sub levels over there. And 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 Bolch Kovac, they call him like the old man because he's a guy who went to Queens just for school, like played played for Fog, I believe, like years ago. And he's he's quite Fog a. Fog was like, a club in Alberta, right? Yeah. yeah. In in Edmonton, and he's a guy who, you know was doing his masters i think or he was in his last year so he was like a rookie but he wasn't a true a true rookie yeah. and and really showed up but you had eric Sisna at queens and then sam cooper at mac and i got i got to watch mac play western and and windsor Man. Which, if you haven't seen the highlights, go to a volleyball source YouTube. Full highlights from all these games. Yeah, any game that I go to, I'll shoot highlights from. Mm-hmm. I kind of, and even then, like, if you're interested in helping me shoot highlights, literally, like, all I do is put a camera at the end of the court and press play. So if you're interested in helping with that, that would be great, because, like, tonight, I have to be, like, tonight, I would love to be at Toronto, because they're taking on Queens, but mm-hmm. I've got a previous engagement. I'm going to watch a dance show. Um, I gotta, I gotta add some culture in, in there sometimes, but it's uh, not all volleyball all the time. No, just most of the time. No, <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that my bio on Instagram says I like other sports too. You know, um, but uh, yeah, going back to the parody in the OUA, like we've got on the West, Guelph is at four and and this guy didn't even know. This guy didn't even know that Guelph had a team. <laughs> not, not, a, not a name you think about when you're thinking Ontario volleyball. No, to be honest, Mac has that one loss to Queens. They're at three and one. Windsor's at two and two. Brock's at two and two, and they're they're getting better. Logan House has really been yeah. putting on some. And you know what? I think one thing for for Brock is they have a, have a new head coach this year, and I really can't wait to see what. Matthew Vergogna does with that team. He's a, he's a younger coach. He's done really, really good things with the Niagara Rapids club program. He's a guy who's been around. He's, he's been involved. I'm pretty sure he played for Brock the first year that they were, oh, wow. they were in the league. But I've been talking about this youth movement within coaching for a while. And Matthew Ragonia is definitely a guy that I'm interested to see kind of pop up. And especially in that, that Niagara region. Just because like the... Volleyball is com- more so than most sports is completely different than it was like thirty years ago. I was like, I was literally, I was literally thinking about this today, and you know, it's the latest Olympic sport. Like indoor came yeah. in in seventy six, beach came 96. in in ninety six, yeah. but we had major changes to the game just twenty <laughs> years ago with like adding the libero, libero. Yeah. right, and, and taking out side out scoring. Yeah, most players who are almost all the players who were playing were born before the libero existed, or older yeah. than libero. Well, now, <laughs> now, like when most talking, liberos are older than the libero. But when we're talking about like these rookies, these guys, like Cisna and Kuka, those guys, those guys are two thousand kids, yeah, or two thousand ones. Yeah, we got some. Uh, so we're, we're sure. starting to get some millennium kids yeah. in here. And, Next gen. Uh, but like for me, like real quick, the OUA West. You've got Guelph McMaster, Windsor Brock Western, and like I was real like Western Jackson Beer. Yeah, Jackson Beer. Dude. I think he's, he's a, a he's a Toronto uh, private school kid. He is a Toronto <laughs> private school kid. So yeah. Don't see a lot of those. Coming. Don't. Don't. But and he's a guy who he went to Pac-Man in his last year. Oh yeah. 
And he was all, just, you know, he's a big body. Um, he's a big boy, for sure. But he got to play for the junior national team this year, and he really, like, really got better. He is a weapon. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Like, he's a good if athlete. You, if you watch these highlights that we were referencing before, like, he... No, the other middles don't even look like they're the same, like... No. The stratosphere as them. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, we've got uh, Monty. Jo- the Monty Johnson is is saying hi. Hey, Monty. Monty. It's it's weird that we have these like online friends, volleyball friends, who just I just know them by their their yeah, usernames, um, and don't actually know know their 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 real name. But hey, it, it's it, the it internet. Is, Monty, you miss all of our Italian talk. Uh, let us know in the Discord chat if <laughs> you know back it up and and let us know. Um, but yeah, as I said, for the OUA, I really don't know what's going to happen. And I think it's a wide open league this year. Yeah, it is. But I almost feel like that's almost as, as a result. It, it, just, it seems a bit weaker this year. There's not as many uh, maybe big names. There's not McMaster to like be that one team that, you know. Yeah, but even then, like if you look at Mac and like who they graduated, they didn't really graduate anyone. Like, yeah, Andrew Richards, Richards. of course. But, you know, Richards wasn't a dominant player. You know, it's not like it's not like a Steve like, Marr or even yeah. a Brandon Coppers. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And so we're seeing that younger generation kind of come through. Speaking of Richards, did he go uh, pro at all? No, Richards Richards is beat up. He's he's been real beat up for a few years. So yeah. I actually I, I actually saw him that weekend um, and talked a little bit. There's honestly a pretty common reason for uh, people not pursuing the oh, next step. Absolutely. Like yeah. just being beat up is like it's it, it's a and like Richards is a dude that Man, like he's carried the load for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like going back to club, and he played like plays a lot. Like former beach player too. So I could see Richards making the jump over to the beach. For yeah, sure. yeah. So, but I yeah, think you know he's he's just kind of kind of biding his time. But I mean, with only four, and and unfortunately, like Waterloo is a is a really talented team on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, with like uh, Kevin, uh, Le, Le, I don't know. I can't help you as much with this. I, he's a, <laughs> um, Matt Matt Modsley, like like Waterloo is is a very talented team, and they're at zero and three so far. And I don't know if I I see them fitting in. Like even like Western as well is at one and three right now, and I don't think I see them fitting into that top four spot. Uh, no, because the they have Jackson there, and then I'm trying to think of like guys I kind of played with a bit. I well, think they just Cranston. Yeah, Cranston's Cranston. decent. Like they've got Cranston, and then they've got uh, uh, Nathan Phelps. Is he? No, uh, Sartori on the right side, Gianluca Sartori on the, yeah, on the right yeah, side, yeah. Sartori. Um, and then in like, but they they've got a real small setter. They're just yeah. really they're missing ball control and they're missing setting. Yeah. And if they had both of those things, um, it would be better. But yeah, West West. Well, I hope if you're starting a setter that small, that he's got pretty decent hands. I, I think that they're just you know don't he, have anyone else. But like their setter came on as a walk on libero last year. Oh, and now really? he's setting so. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a little, it's a little. Sage is getting creative here. Yeah, uh, I, I think he has to, but you know, I think in the, the East you've got Queens, Ryerson, and Toronto, and then there's one more spot. Whether it's a York, whether it, it's a Nipissing, can't never mind you, Trent, Trent, and RMC. We're not, we're not going to give you guys anything. No, but uh, please don't. Um, yeah. So well, I'm surprised Ryerson. I thought they would. Uh, I mean, they graduated. Well, T- Tariq Tariq didn't play that game against Toronto. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he's actually played yet. So I think you know I think it's it's going to take some time for him to get to get better. But then also you got to realize that like Ryerson doesn't have really any other pieces but Tariq yeah. and Xander. 
Because um, that one middle graduate, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, no. They, they, you're right. They still have Nov. They still Nov, have Nov, Nov too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because um, he was with the junior national team a bit. So. Yeah, he, he was. Um, and, you know, but, like, they're P2. Sometimes you got Joel Hannon in there. Sometimes you've got... Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's more just a yeah, passing P2, right? They're just kind of guy that... Try and set as little as possible if, if they can avoid it. Yeah, well, they've got the uh, the, the Kiwi kid, um, Greg Vuketz, who's also been on the left side as well, too. Okay. Um, so, and then setting setting for me is going to be interesting because on that team, you've got Sajik, who was the setter last year, mm-hmm. won a national championship with, with the Pac-Man 18U a, few, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then you've got first year, Trent Ketrozinski. Oh, the third Ketrzynski brother. And this is like Trent. Wait, you, like, you said he's in first year. Yeah, isn't Cole in first year as well? Yeah, so they're twins. Ah, Cole that and makes Trent a lot are of twins. Sense. Okay, okay, looking at them, you would never know. Yeah, that's they're, what I was. They're not identical. They're fraternal. Um, yeah. And I personally think that Trent Ketrzynski is the most underrated player in Canada. That's big. Uh, and big I, statement. I, I stand by it because. You're talking about a kid who set Pac-Man to a national championship last year mm-hmm. and wasn't recruited by anyone. Which is surprising given the pedigree in his family. Right? But he's always just kind of seen as like that. Like, no one knows that Lucas Coleman has a has a twin brother, Mac, that played that. a... Well, okay. I have he, a friend who dated him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you do. And he played a little bit at Durham College. Um, but... I don't know, sorry, that was Nick Coleman, his older brother. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but I think that, like, Trent, back in the day, because I met the Kentrzyskis when they were, like, 14. They used to come to our beach camps, and they just play all day. Right, volleyball family. Yeah. And you had Xander and Cole, who were two beasts, and then you had Trent, who was just this, like, skinny little kid and looked, you know, kind of like the run to the litter. But since then, Trent has grown. How tall is he now? Six Five, six, six, like Which he's is great size for a setter. Great size for a setter. In, uh, especially in college. And you shake his hand and he's got Durden hands. And like you don't know what I'm saying, but Paul Durden, it was always said that Paul Durden could palm a dinner plate. Yeah. And if you shake Paul Durden's hand, it's like and like envelops your hand. And There's a lot of volleyball players though. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, I think that Trent is kind of one of those guys. And he comes from a volleyball family. He has that volleyball IQ. He's a multiple time national beach champion as well mm-hmm. and he just hasn't really been like you know now that he's not compared to cole right i'm really interested because they're not they're not on the same team yeah right? i'm really interested to see what happens okay and i really think that i i know that trent's confidence has not necessarily been there at times but mm-hmm. i really think that i i could definitely see him next year or like in the next few years develop into one of the top setters in canada so has he been in the pipeline at all? Has he been on like the junior team? No, or? he's been nowhere. Like yeah. no, like not even Team O. On, oh, like, oh, indoor. really? Yeah. Wow. Right. Let anyone on Team O. <laughs> all right, we're not. I'm not going to touch that one right now. <laughs> However, I yeah, he's he's. Don't worry, I didn't make it either. <laughs> I, I got nowhere close. Um, but I really I. I really think that Trent Kesterzinski in a few years, like people, people will be noticing him. And I was in Winnipeg okay. a few a few uh, uh, weeks ago, uh, right after Norseka. I stayed there a little bit, and 
You know, somebody was, somebody, I forget who was talking about trying to catch Rosinski and they were telling me he was overrated and I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, cool. And I wasn't going to say anything back, but I was just like, he was a starting setter for a national championship squad. And like, if you look at that squad, yeah, they had Cole, but like they didn't really have that many, those, that many other guys. Sure. They had like Luca Anatase, who's at Windsor now down the middle, but, and like Cole didn't, he wasn't dominant at nationals. Like he didn't dominate that national final for them, mm-hmm. and it, it was pretty even. So, okay. I, I think I think it's going to be kind of even. Um, to be perfectly honest, we're not really going to talk about the East Coast a little bit, just because it's just. What is there to talk? Like, about? there's like five teams. Uh, UMB got two win, big wins over Dalhousie last week. That's going to be great. But there you, go. you know what? Uh, I'm gonna let's. I'm gonna see. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that develop a little bit. All right. But moving over to the West Coast, you've got Alberta's Alberta's roster. I know. Up I'm there. trying to find. Let's talk about someone else first. Before I, uh, well, well, let's let's up. just let's just jump into the standings real okay. quick for for the Canada West. My biggest thing was first game of the season. Trinity absolutely trounces Alberta. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure one of the scores was under ten. And then the next night, Alberta comes back and wins it. So Alberta's still kicking. They're yeah. still kicking. You know, um, but this year is the first official year that like Terry Daniluk isn't a part of the coaching staff. Yeah. It's Brock Davidoff's show now, so it, it, it should be interesting to see. Right now, Brandon is, is slotted as first because they're five and zero. They beat uh, Winnipeg three zero last night. Continuing you know, on their very successful season last year. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think it's going to be a Trinity and Brandon um, race in the West. But is anyone going to touch Trinity Western? <laughs> I just like it's like it's almost, we, it's almost unfair that like, could could like and so randomly enough when I was in Winnipeg, uh, Ben Josephson was there, uh, you know, watching a few players. Yeah, and I straight up asked him, I was like, can you guys bring in a JV team? Like, could you guys bring in a second Trinity team? Like, can we have <laughs> Trinity Blue and Trinity White yeah. in the Canada West? Because that's how good they are. Right. You know, when you've got Eric Lepke and Jesse Elser on the outside, but like you've still got Ben Lewin and. Brody Hofer sitting on the bench. You were like, okay, like after like Lepke second, you were like, okay, go pro. Like this is a joke that you're still playing you sports. We're now two years after that. Yeah, and it's only gotten better. And it sounds like Elser wants to stay all, all the way too, uh, right? Because Josephson's got like, and this my. is like, and this is another thing is that they've got Derek you know you're as their coach, setter, yeah. and then they've got junior national team setter Matthias Elser. Yeah. So, you know, Jesse's little brother. And then there's a third Elser, Aaron Elser. Okay. And he could, if Jesse played to his extent, could there could be three Elsers on the Trinity Western Spartans. This doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't. So, you know, I, I'm looking at the Canada West right now, and I'm looking at the different rosters. And, you know, like a, a couple big fall-offs, like Thompson Rivers, like TRU, 0-4 so far. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost the uh, the so, German. So who did they lose? Uh... Well, they lost their German guy. Oh, yeah, he is. The, a... the big guy. I forget his his name. He was a little older, too. Like, he was yeah, well, he guy. played a little bit at BYU before. Yeah, yeah. They brought him. They brought in a Dutch guy, and he's just not getting getting the job done so far. Who's um, I can't remember his name, and I don't feel like pulling up the, the, the roster right now. Cal, or UBC for me is going to be a team that's very interesting because so far they haven't really had they're very beat up like they haven't really had uh, Michael Dahaniak who you know was a stud for our, our junior oh, yeah. national our junior national team this year um, 
but it, it it should be interesting. For me, the big matchup this weekend is Alberta against Thompson Rivers because that's kind of a grudge match for TRU. Because if you remember the drama from last year, TRU beat Alberta in the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. But due to the um, scoring system, Alberta got the at-large bid for Nationals, even though they lost TRU, which I was not okay with. One of the big teams, one of the teams that I'm also very interested in is Sask. So Sask is with a brand new coach this year, Sean McKay, Ontario boy, Sudbury boy, a Western guy. He um, has a lifetime record of 2-0 against Trinity Western, which I don't know, not as a coach, as a player. How many people have winning records? I don't know how many people... (laughs) Have and this is this is I I love I, I straight up asked Benjo this and I was like you know are you scared to play Sask you got Sean McKay, yeah. uh, you know coaching on that other side of the net and your your record against him isn't isn't uh, great but I'm really excited to see what McKay does with yeah. that with that program just because I know this like where he I I, I know him well we coached together um, a little bit on the beach and he has done so much coaching. And he has actually that Masters of Coaching from Western. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if Western did it as well. Yeah. So oftentimes you'll see that, like, there's Jim Sage, the head coach, and then there's assistant coach that's running the show. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what they have this, like, you know, this uh, Masters of, of Coaching. But I, you know, Sean McKay is 28 years old and head coach of a, of a U Sports program. And I, I think that he's going to do damage. Like, he spent the past few years at SATE. You know, he's done all of these coaching programs, you know, he went down into St. Lucia for a little bit, coached down there. He coached up north, I believe is in, in Nunavut as oh, well. So he's, you know, very well versed. Um, and last year was not a good year for Sask. Of course, they had a bit of uh, controversy with uh, Brian Gavis getting let go. And then you brought in Nathan Bennett and just didn't work out. Um, so this year, you know, like there was there was issues, and he had to kick CJ Gavlis off the team. Of course, former coach's son, bit of awkwardness. Now Bennett has never easy. moved back out to the Fraser Valley, where he's coaching UFV, who will be joining U Sports soon. Which is like we're really watering down the Canada West now. Like, wait, who's joining? Uh, Fraser Valley University of Fraser Valley. Really? Yeah. Which isn't like they're not a top pack, and this is like I don't understand why schools do this. It's just like. We finished fourth in the Pac West last year. Yeah, we can go to U Sports. Why not? Like, why? Why? It's just, it's, yeah. it's just really watering down the Canada West. And now I'm, I'm looking at the Canada West, and I don't, I really don't know if they're that much more dominant than the OUA anymore. Um, I mean, I still think at the top, I'd still take uh, Brandon. I'll. Brandon Trinity Western easily over any any. Why well, I think team. I th- pick Trinity Western over any team. Yeah. In North America. Yeah, you probably pick them over any because uh, yeah, LBSU's pretty much graduated all their guys. UCLA yeah. lost Mike Michael Ma. Yeah, actually NCAA. I don't even I don't know who I'd pick. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, We've had a couple of bad years of American uh, recruits the last couple of years, so. Yeah, I mean UCLA. You've got Cole Ketrzynski there yeah, now. Cole, yeah, Cole. You got, still got Danon, and I mean Danon led scoring for UCLA two years ago when they were in the final against LBSU. Mm-hmm. So hi Kelsey. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, but no, I, I don't think anyone, like, I think Trinity Western could play pro. Yeah. You know, Send like, them to the club world championships because they couldn't get eight, eight teams. They only well, have four this year. In 2011, we did that yeah. and they beat the Iranian team. Yeah. And they got a win. Like they played against Zenit Kazan and that ended up, that was, but that was like the team. That was Ben Ball, Rudy Verhoof, Stephen Marshall, like the Dan Jansen. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the best CIS team of all time. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, it's going to be very interesting come nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say we can give the championship to Trinity because it's sports and anything can happen. But Eric Lepke, like he's by far the best player in this college right now. Would you, would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Canada, the either side of the border. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. You know, and you have to know that like him and Xander for sure were getting contract offers. Oh, right. Xander as well. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, and I, I know for a fact that Xander was getting contract offers after, after one year, not bad. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's going to really be interesting so far because, you know, in the Canada West, you've got like, like Manitoba's all right. Calgary's all right. They picked up Mac McNichol, who was previously at UBC a few years ago. UBC too. Like UBC, I really think is going to be a, a national because there's going to be, I think it's four teams. Mm-hmm. Manitoba's hosting nationals. Mm-hmm. And then there's three teams from the Canada West, three teams from Ontario, and one team from the East. I'm hoping that's what it is. I can't mm-hmm. confirm. But if you're going to talk about the three teams, you've got to go Trinity, Brandon, and then there's that third spot. And I would take UBC, UBC over, over Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, I, I would. Um, I just think that right now they've been pretty beat up, but you've got Michael Dahoniak, you've got Colton Colt Moon, you've got uh, Matt Neves, mm-hmm. you've got you know Jordan Deshane, who was a part of that, that national championship roster uh, a few years ago. Um, you've got guys, For or sure. Ty- Tyson Tyson Smith or Libero. You've got guys who have won mm-hmm. and, and have, have been champions. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, but past that, like Sask, I think they're going to threaten, maybe. But like Mount Royal, probably not. Like they still got Trent Mounter, but like that, that's already it. McEwen, we've never really seen mm-hmm. much from them. Winnipeg, no. TRU and UBCO are both 0-4, so. Not UBCO? No, UBCO is. I mean, yeah, they've they've been two rocking. years away from being two years away. <laughs> Classic line. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to jump into the women's game, but unfortunately, I in think the we're, sports, it's pretty long podcast already. Yeah, I don't really know any of the women's teams on the West Coast, and I think that like my call is Ryerson. Yeah, you know Ryerson to, to to you know Ryerson's been in that national final now two years in a row, and are you telling me that if Kira Van Rijk isn't on that UBC team, is are they going to win that national final? Where, yeah, where's she's playing pro this year? Italy. Italy. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, Italy. Right. So you're talking about one of the best U sport female U sport players of all time, and she went off. So I. I yeah, I, yeah I, who's gonna stop? Who's gonna be in their way this year? I don't know. You can't replace a player like that. Yeah. No, you can't. Um, I'm gonna do myself. I'll, I'll do a little U Sports recap after this weekend, probably on Monday. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of games this weekend. Yeah, a lot sure. of games. Just some of the ones that I want to point out. Um, Ryerson at Guelph tonight is gonna be a big one. We talked about the Alberta 
uh, Thompson Rivers, the, that little grudge match. Queens and Toronto as well, too. That one should be a really real fun. That Real quick, that Toronto men's team is interesting because you've got uh, Chris Tao. You've mm-hmm. got you know Jordan Figuera. You've got you've got guys there, um, you know. And talking to assistant coach uh, McAllister, why can't I? I can never remember <laughs> his first name, Coach McAllister. And you know he speaks highly of them. Okay. And uh, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see. But I really think that. I mean, I've been saying this for a while, and I might be a broken record, but we're starting to see that balance of power really shift over at the university level because we've seen it at the club level where like Ontario is starting to dominate yeah for a little little while now well in like the past 15 years Ontario started taking volleyball seriously yeah and that has you know the clubs have really done a good job mm-hmm. I will not give any credit to the OVA like I'd, sorry and I, I can go into that in depth if you'd like me to but I think that some of the clubs are doing a fantastic job yeah and that's just kind of and we're, we're seeing that those repercussions happen where you're seeing girls who, especially on the girls' side, like girls who could and should be going to the Division One, are staying and playing for Ontario schools. Yeah, which is unheard of before. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it's been long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Probably running close to 100 minutes here. Uh, yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, I hope you guys s- enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, someone, Dimitri Margerius, Meech, uh, said there's a few rogue YouTube channels that post some Brazilian pro stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one I've watched before. Fabio Nichetti or something, I think. Maybe something something along those lines. Post a lot of the full games. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I go. guess this is, this is our last podcast together. Yes, I will be moving, <laughs> moving continents. So. Yeah, you're, you're moving over the other side of the pond. Yes. So, I mean, I'm sure we can do something on Skype and stuff like yeah. that, but uh, it's it's been fun. Thank it you has. for in- inviting me over to your palace. No problem. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't think my house back home costs as much as <laughs> this room, but... Nah, yeah, that's how it is. All right, well, guys, if you want to... Uh, let us if if you I didn't put the disc I'll put the Discord stuff in the in the the, the notes and as well as the mm-hmm. uh, the Russian League stuff. Um, but always if you know you can't find it or I forget to do it, just message me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and I'll send you out the Discord link. It's it's open. It's for everyone. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah, really fun to you know. If there's any any big matches? We'll just be discussing yeah. it and usually at least. A few I and that's one of the reasons I love it so much is that. When I can't watch matches, you can follow there's, it. There's, I can follow it, and it's not like I have to go to a website yeah, and like yeah, yeah, exactly. you know follow a live score, but don't really know what's going on, and you know you get the story of the game. Exactly. Well, right. thanks, dude. Thanks, Everett. Good luck in Europe. Thank you. Doing your unnamed job that we're not allowed. I'm not allowed to no, talk about. No. <laughs> I'll mention. I'll mention on one of my own podcasts okay, soon. That's but, uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much. Make sure to check out some matches this weekend, whether it's U Sports, whether it's CCAA, or whether it's Pro. Yeah. All right. Have a good one.